Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey there, folks. Greg Shepard here, your humble host. Higher Ed Retire Podcast. As always, I do appreciate everybody out there listening to this silly little podcast that I've produced now for, I don't know, maybe 42 episodes. And on that note, some of you have asked, I've cut down my episode frequency. We're going to do once a month. That's my plan going forward. I'll, not, I'll never leave you hanging. That's not the case or not my, not my plan going forward. I enjoy doing these podcasts, and as long as you're listening and giving me feedback, I will continue to do so. So um, I guess bottom line is make note once a month. That's the frequency going forward. And if you are so inclined, I do have a YouTube channel, so by all means, check that out. It's gained popularity, and there's a lot of shorter, obviously shorter clips on the YouTube channel. Uh, same, same title, Higher Ed. Uh, retire, higher ed retire, and there's there's a number of clips on there that I know you can get benefit from, some good information regarding that higher ed retirement plan. So moving forward, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Greg Shepard. I do have an independent financial advisory slash investment management firm here in the Kansas City area, but with the evolution of technology, I am able to help folks just like yourself, assuming you're in higher education, all over the country. So let's go ahead and get the disclosure out of the way so we can kick off this episode. Investment advisory services offered by me, Greg Shepard, as an investment advisor rep of S&A Financial Services, Inc., which is a registered investment advisor. So here we go. Today, uh, I'm going to talk about maybe two pieces of information, two items, depending upon time constraints. But the first one, uh, more, more, maybe more importantly, is, you know, every time I run into uh, a situation that isn't really favorable, to the participants, I like to share that with you. You know, practices to avoid. What, however, you want to term these often not advantageous situations. So, uh, so the the most recent situation I heard about was from a listener, just like yourself, and a viewer of the YouTube channel that I do have. And this is an individual that's a DIYer, which is perfectly fine. A lot of you out there are of the like, and you will you want to do it on your own. You want to educate yourself. That's the purpose of these episodes in the YouTube channel as well, to give you information so you're armed to make that uh, informed decision. However, as much information as this person gathered, he made a pretty, uh, not catastrophic, let's not be dramatic, a pretty expensive, let's say, I can certainly say that, an expensive mistake. So let me elaborate. This individual, after listening to a certain episode of this podcast and also watching, uh, I think, one or two videos well, that, that pertained to this particular topic. He watched a lot of videos, but there's one or two that pertain to this topic. He educated himself in the sense that he found out through my information that TIA Traditional is getting high rates given current times. Now, on that note, I'm recording this episode on June, it's Friday, June 23rd of 2023. The reason that's important is that TIA Traditional right now is representing very high rates historically on new monies going in. The reason this is important and to, uh, the reason you should take note of this is that this individual wanted to initiate what I call the 120-day reinvestment rule. Now, TIA calls it something different. Okay, it's kind of beside the point, but the theory or the idea 
of this strategy is typically done I'm sure there's other ways you can use this strategy, but where I've used it for clients and how I've seen other people use it as well is you have an old contract, okay? Now remember, make sure you educate yourself when I start using some of these lingos, some of this lingo and terminology. So typically done with old contracts that have interest buckets, you know, legacy money, old vintage money, not earning very much. And so what you can do is take those old contracts, m maybe from a, previous employer that are liquid okay that's kind of a key aspect of this strategy is that it's liquid synonymous with like a GSRA okay just for example a lot of you out there might have that GSRA contract and actually this individual did and what you can do is basically liquidate sell that TI traditional keep it within the contract that's very important in this in this case keep it in the contract invest it in money market most cases okay you'll have a money market option typically or a stable value fund within the TIA platform and then you wait 120 days and guess what on that 121st day reintroduce that money back into that same investment TI traditional and realize the new interest rate at that point okay so you know the only downside is you don't know in 120 days what that new interest rate is going to be so let's just jump over transition into this individual's uh, attempted strategy. So I, I can't remember the numbers exactly, but he, again, after listening and watching a uh, YouTube channel, he never contacted me. Uh, well, prior to doing this, he wanted to do it on his own, which is perfectly fine. And so what he did is he had an old vintage contract, interest bucket of an, of an ex-employer. Okay, it was a GSRA. It was a liquid contract. And the, he was getting less than 4%, if, if I recall correctly. And so the idea conceptually was was great. He wanted to, which he did, he sell that TI traditional. Now, what he wanted to do, what he should have done, is keep that money in the contract. Okay, maybe some of you have an idea of where I'm going with this. He unintentionally, and um, after, actually after talking to TIA reps, now TIA reps are not supposed to tell you what to do. Okay, they don't really know, or, or are they uh, not your fiduciary advisor? So... This individual actually called Tia and said, hey, discuss this TI traditional reinvestment strategy. It said, yes, this is how it works. And again, they're not really supposed to tell you how to do it because they don't want, there's, there's litigation issues. They're not your fiduciary. Um, I mean, they can tell you how to do it, but they're not supposed to advise you on if it's a good idea for you or not. The reason that's important is that the individual told the Tia rep, hey, I want to do this strategy and I want to take the income as a, as a distribution Okay, that's the huge word here. So what he did literally is took that TI traditional in a liquid contract, sold it, took the money out of the contract as income. And then his idea was to turn around and throw it back into that contract and invest a TI traditional. Now, hopefully you're hanging with me here because what he, and I'm going to keep harping on this, what he should have done is sold that TI traditional and kept that money inside the contract. He took it outside the contract as income, okay? And basically, for, for lack of a better term, got a check, okay? It was actually direct deposited to his account. And I think he may have told, uh, if, my re if my memory serves me correctly, told a colleague about this, and the colleague's like, whoa, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't. And folks, I think this was like, um, it's been a, a few weeks here. It was like $250,000, <laughs> something like that. Maybe a little less, um, no less than 200000 if I recall correctly. So imagine this. 
he he uh, got the money like basically in his bank account told a colleague of this awesome uh, strategy he's doing colleague said whoa back up let's pump the brakes a little bit you may want to you know cross your eyes and uh, or I guess dot your eyes and cross your T's and make sure you did this correctly so he in turn emailed me and said hey watch your videos uh, listen to your podcast something doesn't add up here uh, maybe literally so he told me what he did and I immediately emailed him back and said hey we need to jump on a phone call because you got yourself a little bit of a problem. And it's one of those decisions that's irrevocable. This is a very intelligent person, a lot more smart, a lot smarter than myself when it comes to various issues. But he's not, he, he did a good job of educating himself. It wasn't very savvy in, in this regard. And so I informed him. I said, hey, you took a, you took a taxable uh, distribution. You will owe income taxes on that money. Folks, it was like $200,000. All right. He said, "Well, I'll just turn it back. I'll turn around and throw it back into that uh, account." No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. You're done. You made one of those irrevocable decisions that I've harped about without talking to a professional or or Tia directly. And he said, "Well, I called Tia and told him what I'm doing." And folks, they're really there to take your instructions. That Tia rep is not going to say, "Whoa, um, you know." Maybe you shouldn't do that because that opens litigation. That opens, you know, fiduciary responsibility. They are there to take your instructions. They do a great job at that. Okay, so it's not the Tia's, uh, it's not the Tia rep's fault. It is this individual's fault. And he said, and he kept telling me, I did the best job I could to gather all the information. I thought it was a great strategy, so I tried to do it. It doesn't matter. Okay, when it's all said and done, this individual made a two hundred thousand dollar well. It's not a $200,000 mistake. It's whatever the taxable liability is mistake. All right. So, again, what he tried to do is keep uh, that $200,000 within the contract, 120 days. On the 121st day, reinvest that money back into TI traditional. I think the GSRA, oh, geez, I can't remember at the time, but, you know, around 6%. So it's a fantastic idea in theory. Execution, terrible. Folks, don't go down this road. Don't go down this path. All you got to do is make sure you talk to somebody that's familiar with this situation, anything that's dealing with TI traditional. Before you go uh, down this path and on these endeavors of trying to do different strategies with TI traditional, whether it's this strategy, the 120-day reinvestment strategy, or just distribution options, talk to somebody. Feel free to contact me. I talk to you folks over the country all the time. When it comes to this stuff, I don't have a problem doing that. And a lot of you become clients which is great as well. Now, um, time-wise, I think I'm doing okay. Um, that's all I really had on that. We'll call it a cautionary tale. So, again, when I run across these these uh, failed strategies, I feel like you all should know about these things because I don't know what you're really going through. I've done this so many times. Uh, and feel free to contact me, you know, and humble yourself a little bit and say, hey, I had this uh, issue. I think other folks would uh, benefit from learning from my mistakes, right? I think we all can uh, appreciate that, okay? So with that being said, uh, I'm going to transition a little bit into another topic. I don't want to run too long here, so I'll take a few minutes uh, regarding, I guess I'll title this second part of this episode, is Tia or Fidelity better, okay? Now, I've done an episode on this prior, but a lot of you recently have uh, emailed me and asked me, hey, I've got the option of Tia or Fidelity, 
um, which one's better. So I'm going to give you the short answer. I encourage you to uh, listen to the episode regarding this. I'll, that will give you more information. And there's also a YouTube clip where I explain this as well uh, in, in a very short period of time. But the answer is it depends, right? That's a pretty uh, pretty good out there for myself. So let me explain, let me explain on this, uh, expand on this. In my opinion, this is not investment advice, folks. Do not construe it as such. Not investment advice. In my opinion, I've been doing this for over 20 years. So I'll give you my um, expertise, my, my thoughts when dealing with either TIA or Fidelity or both. Okay. Now, I emphasize both because a lot of you out there, not everybody, but a lot of you will have either TIA um, or Fidelity to choose from in your higher ed retirement plan. So... I've never run across where you can't use both. Okay, so let me expand on that. I, in my opinion, I think Fidelity's platform is better for equities. Okay, for those of you that don't know what equities are, they're, they're, they're stocks, stock mutual funds, right? When it comes to let's call it the bond portion, uh, Fidelity does have good choices, but as it states now, June of 2023, folks, that TI traditional in lieu of bonds, I think is a good option, can be a good option, not investment advice. You can combo both of these vendors together. You can split up your contributions. You can split up your static money, where maybe you have 70% over at Fidelity and 30% over at uh, at TIA to access the the traditional. That's just one strategy. Now, again, Fidelity has good bond options and more of them, by the way. Now, what I mean by that is that a lot of you out there will have brokerage link options. This is opening up another can of worms. Again, episodes galore on this, both on YouTube and um, through the podcast as well. Both vendors, it's been my experience, offer brokers link. However, more uh, easier to use is on the Fidelity platform. It's been my experience. So think about this. If you're a 70-30, just hypothetically here, if you're a 70-30 investor, you take 70% of your money, put it, over, put it over Fidelity. If they have the brokerage link option, you take advantage of that. That opens the window to thousands of investment options. Utilize that for your uh, equity slash stock options and maybe some bond options as well. And if you want to keep 30% of your money or thereabouts more safe, you know, look into that TI traditional, okay, and split those monies up. So I think for your more conservative investors, uh, I think TIAA may, may, may be a more appropriate option, whereas your more aggressive investors maybe can utilize um, the Fidelity platform more so than than, than TIAA. Uh, Hopefully that answers that question. If you have more questions um, regarding that, by all means, you know, contact me. We can analyze your situation and find you an optimized portfolio. Folks, that's all I got for today. Um, as always, I do appreciate you tuning in. This is Greg Shepard from Higher Ed Retire. Hey, folks, go out there and take control of your retirement today. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey please visit www.higheredretire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question. Thanks again. 
S&A Financial Services is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.